Congratulations. You found a podcast that has nothing whatsoever to do with the private life of Britney Spears. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. Mm -hmm. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. Yes, and coming up on this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Okay, comrades, eBay is now unionized. Everybody out. And eBay's to appear in the dock in 2025. Don't hold your breath. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, you'll be pleased to know there's yet more authentication that's been launched in the last few days. eBay discusses its code launch and test processes. Sounds boring, but actually it's uh, interesting to uh, hear about that. And uh, eBay Open, the ticket's been on sale for, what, two, three weeks now? And am I right in thinking there may be being a bit of a slowdown in uh, sales compared to previous years? Well, we'll find out. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. It's not about us, but if it was, I'd probably explain uh, that Sherry Smith's a full-time seller based in Colorado, does a lot of consignment selling and plays a mean hand of blackjack. And Philip is a full-time seller for over 14 years, selling Mm -hmm. primarily to businesses, high-end audio equipment, from the happiest place on earth in Orlando. Very good. That's us. You can find out uh, what we do, our stores, that kind of stuff, at our little website. That is sell, sell, sell dot online. Sell, sell, sell dot online. And we start off with uh, eBay News. And Sherry, it sounds like eBay is now a union company, at least in part. Well, they recognize TCG Player Union uh, because mm. they tried to appeal that when they took that over. That's um, the trading card company, and uh, they were unionized, so they made an appeal, and it was denied. So uh, eBay officially recognizes the TCG player union. Which people are making a lot of. I mean, I don't know. It's a big deal. I mean, I, I mean, people who eBay make so much money, I don't know they'd be terribly susceptible to being, you know, unionized, but uh, there you go. I, I suppose it's probably good for the people at the working working level, so um, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, also, let's have a look here. Oh, we've heard about, Sherry, more authentication coming out. Yes, I saw that they're authenticating belts, hats, and wallets now, and I had just never heard that. Okay. Did you? I can't say it's a category I do much with or I really follow this. Anytime there's a discussion of authentication, I think I kind of snooze off and uh, think about something else. Yeah, so it's moved beyond handbags. And, of course, we know about sneakers. But also one other thing to add to that is we've heard that they're authenticating streetwear, which has certain brands listed. But I just heard from a big-time seller who sold a Givenchy sweater for $400, and that went through authentication, and it was not listed as one of the brands under streetwear. Okay. So it's, maybe it's a, a dollar amount in that category? Maybe. And, you know, I I don't know. This right. mystery will have to unravel. It's interesting. They uh, you, you put me onto this. There's a video that they shot in their authentication centers. You get some idea of kind of how 
these things work. And remember last time we were talking about, I think, about a package that you'd sent in. Actually, I think it was for international shipping, but it's interesting to see kind of how things arrive on these big rolling cages and stuff going around these various departments. And you could understand how easy it would be if someone wanted to, you know, put a hand inside a package whereas it went through a blind spot past the, you know, the camera system, you could easily do that, I think. Getting Are out you the building referring to the item that I sold for $417? Yes. Yeah, that I got a email and a picture from eBay International selling uh, shipping team that it arrived empty, although it had all the bubble wrap in there. Mm. And... That was the end of their involvement, and I was responsible for collecting anything on that. Yeah. That oh, well, was from, yeah, yeah, International. Anytime they go through these sort of warehouse-type places, there must be occasions when it isn't fully supervised and something could go amiss. But I guess You know, I rare. just want to tell you something I oh, learned yeah. about that this week. Yes. Because I, I won't drag you through this deal, but I just want to say something that can help you if this happens to you is that um, I was trying to open the claim through the UPS site and it was saying mm -hmm. uh, it's not working, it's not going to go through and contact your channel advisor. And uh, what I found out on my second call with eBay, the eBay concierge team, is I have to go through the eBay site, go to help, go to UPS claim, click a link through there and get to the UPS site that way to file the claim. Although even though eBay final, they fi finally figured out that I needed to do it that way, it's still not working. But I just wanted to say you, you can't just go to the UPS site to file your claim. Okay. You have to kind of bypass the standard flow because you're not the account owner, but you can. Exactly. Start so you have to go through eBay complaint. help pages, go to the UPS claim area there and it'll take you to the UPS okay, site. Okay, well, that's useful advice. Very good. Thank you. Um, also, while we're talking about UPS, um, I don't know whether you've seen this, and I says the first time I saw it, I think it was yesterday or today, now UPS, when they deliver at least to me or one guy, has the new scanner with the camera in, so now I get a photograph of the UPS stuff getting wet under my by my front door, along with everything else that gets there from Amazon and FedEx. So they've now gone the way of, of the other guys, and they send you a photograph of the thing sitting on your doorstep. And I think that's nice. really good, because I know there are times when I've... I wouldn't say filed a formal dispute, but I've certainly queried with someone, you know, where, where my item is, only to discover actually it was sitting inside the house. I put brought it in some days ago and hadn't oh. registered. It was in a different shaped box from what I'd expected, or I thought they were sending it UPS and they actually sent it FedEx or something. It didn't nothing didn't didn't register at the time. Yeah. I've wasted someone's time querying something. Whereas if I had a photograph of it sitting in my doorstep, I'd know it was on the site and I could then figure out what I'd done with it. And I think it takes yeah. away a lot of those stupid time-wasting queries. I don't think it's good enough to defend if you haven't got a signature and you need one, but it does take away a lot of those minor things. I never got it. Where is it? Did they leave it at the right house? That kind of stuff. Yeah, that helps. So I think that's that's a good thing. I don't haven't seen it formally announced. My guess is they'll roll out the uh, the scanners and then announce it once they hit a critical mass. Um, and another subject that not of interest to me, but uh, are you a sneakers fan? Listing sneakers? Oh, very minimally. Although the teenagers that work for me tend to go start 
sneaker businesses on their own on eBay. Uh-oh. So I can see where that's um, a real big thing with the younger crowd. But listing sneakers did just get faster with their new in-app flow. Although, I, I'm sorry, I don't know a lot of the details about it, but they're making it certainly easier. And they're starting with sneakers. All right. So if you've had the experience of that and you want to share that, obviously we have no knowledge of that. Uh, please do get in touch. You can just leave us a voicemail, send us a text. Is it good or bad? Uh, 833-EBAY-723 is our number. Also, Sherry, I saw one of the sites. It was probably the e-commerce bites. And I think recently someone had said that eBay was changing their policy on feedback revision basically to shut oh. that down because it's got to the point i think where anyone that's say concierge level which is basically a lot of people that do it seriously right it's not super right. super high level can ring up ebay or used to be able to ring up ebay and really for almost anything if you get the right agent they'll they'll take away negative feedback and well, the reported yeah. story was that's about to end and if uh. you try it as of now uh the rep is supposed to say just go to the online feedback, feedback dispute, request. whatever it is. And if it conforms to policy for feedback removal, we'll do it. If not, tough. Okay, gotcha. Um, which, I think I've only ever had one where they actually removed it for me. Yeah, I'm not a frequent flyer in that category, but uh, some people I know tend to spend a lot of time dealing with that. And I can understand at one level why eBay doesn't want to spend their time dealing with that. It's not really what yeah. they're supposed to be doing. On the other hand, for many of us, that's the only time that we interact with them. I mean, most of, most of the stuff I take care of myself. And, you know, that's an important way of eBay justifying their fees and or building a relationship with me as a seller. So, you know, shutting that down may be counterproductive. On the other hand, I do paid returns, so really I shouldn't need to be doing that very often because that's the reason I do paid returns is that I don't want to have to lose sleep at night worrying about possible negative feedback. It's taken care of in pretty much all situations. Yes. So anyway, if you've had experience of that, if you've been turned away uh, for a feedback request and told to just follow the process or no, we're not doing that anymore, then let us know because that's a quite a significant change. And I think a lot of people... That's important to them. We, we as sellers take the feedback thing very, very personally and very seriously. So let us know. Uh, you can get in touch at uh, sell, sell, sell dot online. Uh, also in the news this week, I mentioned last time that there was a big day coming up for the uh, Steiner's civil case against uh, eBay execs and everybody else. And that was, I think, uh, the judge was holding uh, a session with everybody to basically decide whether there was enough on these complaints of the thing to move to trial or whether all the motions to dismiss were uh, sufficient to knock it out and, and send it away. And they have set a tentative uh, date for a trial. I think it's March 2025, so they're not exactly rushing their way through this thing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I didn't have three hours to spare last week on Thursday to uh, watch the video, but the people who have done and reported said it was a bit chaotic and it's a very complicated scenario because there's all sorts of... A large number of people accused of various things associated with the action, some of which are more stronger cases, some of which are less strong, and uh, some of which people have been found guilty in the criminal side of things. So uh, the judge is trying to navigate her way through all this stuff. 
But the fact they've set a trial date without having waded through all the paperwork yet suggests to me that uh, they've kind of got what they wanted out of that, which is there's enough meat on the bone for it to go to that stage. Um, will it ever go to trial? I think that's extremely unlikely. I think it ups, ups the ante on eBay in particular to put a slightly larger number in the settlement table. Um, and my guess is that we'll be just be told it's been settled for a confidential sum and that'll be that but it may take a while um so anyway it's interesting i think i think that uh, that's what they they needed to have for thing to thing to move forward i mean the next critical thing i think is as it moves to the next stage which is discovery is whether they can make a case to get access to some of those 12,000 pages of information that's sitting locked away in ebay safe in their attorney's office um maybe things like what came out of cell phones and transcripts of messages back and forth and stuff uh, which would be very helpful I think in them making their case but obviously right now eBay is saying well that's client attorney privileged material and we don't want to submit that um, so that'll be an interesting debate and I guess it, depending on how that goes also affects how much money uh, may be discussed when it comes to a, a negotiated settlement. So it's interesting. It's it's taking its time, but last week was a big, a big step forward for the Steiner's case. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. All right. Now uh, you brought something to my attention, Sherry, during the week about you think people are getting sloppy or taking liberties when it comes to using brand names. It certainly looks like it. Yeah. I was researching a Lalique chandelier, a vintage one. Okay. And I found one real one, and all the others said Lalique style yeah. chandelier, and they had sold. So, I mean, apparently they got away with it. I was just shocked because this is such a basic eBay rule. Is that a brand that could exist? Mm. Are they still in business? Lalique? Yes. I mean... There's a lot of vintage Lalique. That's a good question. Like, do they still? I'm, and by the way, I, if you're listening, thinking there's some very strange noises going, there's, there's a dog. <laughs> I believe I'm in very so close sorry, proximity to Sherry's microphone. Two dogs. There are two. At least they're dogs. not yapping today. Sorry, this is going, going completely off topic. They're not here. barking. No, no, they're not. They're usually, but what uh, happened is, since I'm using this other microphone and went into a different room, uh, that they're now both harassing me. That's okay. For various things they see in the I just, room. I just so, wanted to explain because it just sounds like you're, you, you've got a very bad stomach upset. Oh, and... my gosh. <laughs> it's not my stomach. It's my dog right. whining and moaning in the, in the right. other one. Okay, Sorry so about that because we we're really that. professional here. So, uh, Lalique, because I was wondering if they weren't in business, who would, who would object on the behalf of the brand holder to eBay that they were misusing the trademark? But I don't know. I feel certain that they're still in business. Yeah, Because it's, it's against... Well, it's, it's certainly against policy and maybe against the law to say things like, you know, here's a wristwatch, looks like Rolex or something in the title. It's keyword, it's spamming the listing with, with inappropriate keywords to try and get hits in search. Yeah, and it was, they were all, I mean, 90% of them just said Lalique style. I'm like, I've gotten um, to where I can't list something because I say um, shabby chic. And that's a brand, is it? No, it's a oh. style. I, I oh, a mean, style should be okay. If anyway, I'm particularly dumb today, but... Um, <laughs> okay. 
And my dogs are noisy. I'm All so right. sorry. So, well, the thing to do would be to file a, a report seller and maybe see if eBay does something about it. Do you think I, mean, they just, I don't do you think care. if you're not the brand holder, they just ignore those things? I don't know. I, I'm not it annoys sure. It me sometimes when people do that because it, 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 it keeps popping up in my search for a particular brand. And I keep getting this seller's stuff coming up. There's nothing to do with what I want. That's and so weird. I'm, it's tempting just to say report seller and then then, then you would look at – are listing they using practices. the brand name yeah, in their title? Yeah, they're, they're, they're oh. saying, you know, it's it's, a, it's an Acme microphone that's the looks like a Sennheiser or something. And they're basically putting Sennheiser in the title because that's a well-known premium brand oh, of microphone. so they're doing that. that and goes eBay on. just not stopping them? I don't I don't follow up afterwards, but uh, you can you can report them for listing practices. And it's a, it's a search manipulation, I think, would be the subcategory. Well, I've got to say that I know someone who this is – slightly different, but still a trademark infringement, um, who was using artwork um, and then printing it and then like restyling LPs with it, mm -hmm. coding the LPs with it. He was shut down and banned from selling on eBay in a week. Right. I mean, I guess the rights holder complained. Presumably. Oh, got it. I see. You just have to offend the rights holder. Well, case. I think they're in the strongest position. eBay will listen to them under the DMCA they have to, I think. Yeah. Whereas another seller bitching about a competitor, I mean, they could spend their entire lives <laughs> running around dealing with that. So I was just wondering how that... So anyway, so we'll see. And if you have experience of people either you filing a query with eBay because you think someone's misusing a brand or indeed someone's misusing your brand... Uh, tell us your stories. Uh, I'd be interested to know whether or not that's actively managed on the site or they don't really care anymore. Interesting. I don't know whether you're up to speed on the eBay for Business podcast. I try and listen each week. Oh, I, I'm supposed to be on there in about oh, a Oh, you're on. Yeah, that's right. You're on the, no, you're on, no, you're on the seller profile, aren't you? Oh, is that different? <laughs> yes, it oh, is. Oh, gosh. This um, is the How Dumb is Sherry okay, show today. Anyway, so this is, I'm talking about the one that Griff presents, which is the eBay for Business podcast. Uh, it comes it, out yes. every Tuesday. And I was listening. I, I, I listen each week. And I certainly recommend that you do because it's the official verdict on many things. It's entertaining and it's quite informative. And and Griff was interviewing Valerie Yee. Now, you and I have met Valerie because she's been at events and she's very good. I mean, she's yeah. one of the eBay people. She's pretty senior, but she gets it. Absolutely. Uh, you can say, talk about something. She instantly knows what you're talking about as a seller, and she sells herself. And she said so on, on the thing with Griff. And they were talking about how eBay develops new code for the platform, how they test it and roll it out. It's an interesting discussion. And, you know, she's talking about how they, I think they're on eBay version five of the platform. She didn't say that, but, but that allows them to update code very frequently. I mean, there are some areas where they do it daily, sometimes three times a week. Um, and, you know, how they do all that. And, you know, the question through my mind was, well, it's all very well rushing this stuff out, you know, doing a quick internal test, rushing it out to the platform. And she was talking about how an ex they gave an example where they they had people coming in over the holiday weekend, scrambling around trying to fix this particular thing that was caused by buyers using browsers that were out of date. And, you know, and they were trying to make a, a big thing about how, how fast they all run around and correct the errors. And I'm thinking to myself, well, surely we're looking at it through the wrong end of the telescope. We shouldn't be applaud applauding the people that give up their holiday weekends to run around and fix bad code. 
why don't we look at the people that aren't in on the weekend who don't have to scramble around because they test stuff properly before they release it? Isn't that the better model to to be highlighting as the way of doing things? You know, there's one of the things that seems to me, and you look at this, this appears on the, the job listings as well. You know, eBay has built, people have built careers in the technical world there about how fast they scramble around to fix stuff. And, and that's a good thing, rather than focusing on, well, could we not have a better test process or a better test platform so that this this doesn't happen? And that was the question that I was screaming at the radio when I was listening to it. I don't think Griff asked it. He didn't, didn't ask it, definitely didn't. You know, why, why don't we test stuff before throwing it out there rather than throwing stuff out every other day and then having to, once in a while, revert it all back because it goes falls over? But sometimes you need to test it with aren't they using wasn't she saying they're using a small group well as i as i listen to it and it wasn't a massively detailed technical discussion they go through some internal testing which i think sounds like it's automated and in my where i used to do this there was the alpha test the lab would go off and run some automated scenarios and just check the thing kind of roughly worked and then in the real world there would be a beta trial which was first of all run on a, a sequestered set of servers and stuff that didn't interact with the main network and then these would be people that were opted in as testers and they get some kickback so for example on ebay you maybe get a free store rental or a discount or whatever it is Uh, and they would be asked to go away and throw everything at the, the the new code and report back any issues that would be cleaned up if there was a problem with someone using an out of date browser that would be picked up be sorted out and then after a while of of stability you port the code over to the production platform. No one's any the wise that anything's changed. None of these sort of, you know, glitches and rollbacks and panics and stuff. And yes, I mean, I understand why they want to get stuff out quickly, but really, why is that important? I mean, what are they working on that an extra few days or weeks would make that much difference? I don't understand. It's not as though, you know, the value of things changes enormously in that period of time. And this is people's revenue and their livelihoods we're talking about. You know, I, I just, I, I, that's the, that just let me baffled as to, you know, why, why we're doing it this way. But see what you uh, think. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, the episode, but one behind, uh, you'll see Valerie's picture on the, the, the ebay.com slash podcast link. That was my thought anyway. Okay. Sorry, I bored you with that. No. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Um, now, uh, you were contacted by eBay by the, someone from Promoted Listings. Is that right? Yes, it is funny because I received a phone call that where they asked if I'd like to have a business consultation with someone with eBay. And I said, oh, sure, because they oh, I always learn something. Yeah. And then when I received the email confirming it, it was saying that it was a consultation from the promoted ads team. Uh-huh. So I I didn't actually realize it was going to be with the promoted ads team, but I thought, oh, this would be... Now, also, it's promoted ads advanced. And I had already, you know, decided out of sheer terror that I'm not going to do that pay-per-click. So this is pay-per-click, okay. Yeah, which I've already lost money in the past doing mm-hmm. that with Google, you know, AdSense. Yeah. 
Um, so I just was never going to do that again. But I had the meeting today and it's supposed to be a 20, maybe 30 minute meeting. <laughs> it did take 40 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, however, he spent the first 30 minutes almost, maybe 25, showing me how to read the performance reports. And it was very interesting. Oh. And the, how to compare The, the, the advanced performance reports, not the... Not the was this this to do with the old system or the new? I... It's in Seller Hub under the performance tab under traffic. Right. And um, it shows you where you are in comparison, and you can go comparison by last month to this month or the same time last year. And it shows what percent of um, your up or down in um, impressions click-throughs and sales okay and he explained it all and the way he introduced himself and i found this very interesting was that he's my account manager i'm like <laughs> i've always wanted a fortune <laughs> i always wanted an account manager that's a sign eBay. you're paying too much i think this is my opinion if they, well, can, if they can afford to give you an account manager they're getting rich off you well maybe that is with promoted listings but i've never used promoted listings advanced okay but i see what you're saying maybe it's based on how much i'm spending on promoted listings not advanced standard okay um so did they did they upsell you to uh do do the advanced as well as the regular promoted listings after quite a, after a thorough 30 minutes hmm. he then started talking about promoted listing advanced but I want to say that something you've mentioned before is the listing performance report, hmm. something like that. I might be listing quality the report, thing. maybe. There you go. Okay. Listing quality report, and he had me download that, and he gave me homework in the next oh. fourteen days. Wow. And what I found fascinating is in certain categories, just having a certain number of pictures will make an exponential difference in how many impressions your listing makes. So I, he, well, um, I, he- Well, you see, that might be confusing correlation with causality. Because they always okay, say- I actually understood what you just said. They always say, well, you should have lots of, lots of photographs sells more product. On the other hand, people that write better listings generally use more photos. So oh. it may not be the fact that fo there's more photos. It might just be that, that they're better, better listings. So I, I, well, I just I don't want to interrupt your flow. No, I just that okay. that sort of slight hesitation in my voice was was a pinch of salt being applied at my end, saying I don't know that I, there's correlation. I, I'll grant you that. But whether or not adding adding extra pictures beyond the three or four that really mean the most necessarily incrementally increases sales, I'll. I don't know. Again, if you have thoughts or experience or research, please share it with us because clearly we don't understand. Uh, so, SellSellSell.online would, would put you in touch with us to do that. Yes, please do contact us. And what he was showing me on the report is uh, for certain categories like women's tops. Clothing, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the number was seven photos. Mm -hmm. And in my listings that had seven or more photos, I was in the top 10% uh, of search results 
and in the listings that I had with less than seven photos, it went down dramatically. Uh. Again, it still could be causality. It could be that those were the cheaper, not as good items, and mm-hmm. we didn't put as much effort in those listings, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and also I have to say that he said my homework was to work on the ones in the maybe 10 different categories he showed me. But well, let's see I, whether, whether you're. I'm not sure I'm going to do it of, all. Burst because, of photography makes a difference. If I mean, now you understand the metrics, you should be able to prove the point for us. I know. I well, I told him I'm so glad to know this, I, and I said I'm so glad to know. I just need seven or more pictures because then I'll tell my teenage employees, "Here's what I want you to photo, and I want you to do at least seven pictures." But then he pointed out in different categories such as coats and jackets, not that different. It's still including shoes and accessories, but in coats and jackets, it's nine photos. Yeah. So still, um, I would recommend that you go to Seller Hub and if you see that link where it says free consult about promoted Oh, is there a link to do it? You can ask for this? I have seen that. Hmm. I don't think I clicked it, but maybe okay. I did. But you think it was but, worthwhile. You learned a lot. Yeah, do it. And because it was free, you'll right? Get you, this, just, you get some expertise it is free. for free. Mm-hmm. You'll get this consultation and you'll get a solid 20 to 30 minutes evaluating the performance of your listings and you should learn something from it. I do just have to say it was kind of funny because at the finally he had me click into promoted listings advanced and he said and see where it says we give you up to $100 covering uh. 50%. And he said go ahead and click that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny like activate this offer and then um he said we've made you a sample um campaign and go ahead and click that Mm -hmm. anyway he was telling me to say you know a maximum of ten dollars a day i'm like wait a minute in 30 days that could be three hundred dollars like this is terrifying i ended up doing a maximum of two dollars and fifty cents a day for 14 days and they're going to pay for half of it. Mm-hmm. And if it's for one specific listing I have, because I'm just doing this as a learning experience. Okay, good. Well, perhaps it's a, one of your class projects will be to uh, report back on success yes. of that. I've tinkered around with the promoted listings advanced. The thing that I think makes it a bit clunky from my point of view is that you have to put individual listings into campaigns yeah. Rather do. than write a rule that says everything that says Acme Corporation put in this campaign, you have to go back periodically, look at the stuff you've listed and pop it into the campaign manually because there isn't like a text match feature to put stuff in under a rule. Right. I, don't I think didn't so anyway. see that either. Well, I didn't see that. It, so we had to select a manually yeah, today. Um, so I'm just too lazy to keep doing this on a regular basis. I forget about it. So I, I burn a bit on it, then the stuff sells. I've listed more stuff, but I haven't put it into the the campaign, refresh the campaign, so it gradually peters out over time. Um, I don't know whether it's effective. I, I always put a very low bid on stuff anyway, a low, a low budget and a low bid. What's your daily budget? 
oh, I don't know, it's probably five bucks or something. I, I don't know. And there's probably like a $25 or $30, 30 cents, you know, for, per click. Because, you know, again, my stuff is kind of weird. It's, it's niche. I don't think I'm bidding against lots of other people. So, you know, I don't see a reason to bid high. So I'll bid low, maybe get a few clicks. I'm okay for yeah. paying for that. Why not? Have you noticed oh, if those things have sold? Uh, I don't know. From that? I don't, I don't know. Okay. That's the problem with these things is that, you know, it's difficult. You have to put a lot of time into analyzing things to really work out whether it's worth it. I mean, I just tend to throw money at this, a small amount of money because I think it might be worthwhile, but I'm not going to put a lot in because I don't really have the energy to go and analyze it enough to justify it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Okay, so that's promoted listings. Anyway, so let us know how that goes. And if you've had experience yourself, maybe uh, you think this is good or bad, let us know. Um, another thing here this week, I just noticed that just the other day they put out another bulletin. I think it was under the community on the uh, the drive to get people to come and sign up for eBay Open. Um, and interestingly, you know, the last year, I think was the first year they did those four in-person events. And didn't they sell out in, it was hours, if not one day. People were very excited yeah. by those. Now, there were two in person, right? There were four last year. last year. Oh, there were four, four. And there's four this year, but in different places. They just pick cities that seem to have a large number of eBay sellers within a decent radius. I Is think this, one of them Chicago or am I? No. Yeah, I think Chicago, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and is it Phoenix? Maybe there's, I, I, I'm not near any of those, so I haven't really. Uh, analyzed it a great deal and we are now we're getting it's only been at least two weeks maybe even three weeks since the tickets went on sale and as far as i can tell they haven't sold out now maybe they've gone from 200 tickets i think was the number last time maybe it's a higher number but i mean that's i get the impression there's a slowdown in terms of their interest level of interest in the whole ebay open thing virtual hmm should be interesting to see because we will be able to get some kind of a ballpark of how many people end up attending. Well, right? no, yeah, because I think the, they can't really hide it on the platform. I think the the hop-in platform tells you how many people logged on. That's so right. So you'll get yeah. some sense. And I think last time, like a keynote might have 8,000 people online. I mean, at least logged in, whether they're actually doing something or they're doing the shipping in the back room. I don't know, but at least their, their computer's yeah, on the session. Still, that's a lot. It's a lot, but I just get the impression that they're going to have to, well, if I'm right, they're uh, going to have to work hard to really give people compelling reason to take part. Because I think, I mean, it's not just the the virtual ones, but each, even the in-person ones, you kind of feel like they're taking the slides from last year, changing the font, move the margin a bit, wrap it back up there. They'll, they'll buy well, it all I, over again. I mean, I know they have some interesting announcements to make. I wonder if they're um, letting on about those because there is some interesting stuff. And is it something other than the focus categories? I mean, that's the other thing. And that, maybe oh. that's that's where I'm going. I mean, is that maybe people are just bored with this, this small number of categories that most of us don't really care about, thinking, why should Actually, I spend three days having this stuff rammed down my throat? You know, I'll just watch the replay if it's interesting. Actually, there are some new things that aren't related yeah. to by okay. category. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I, I don't know. I mean, they haven't released. They won't release the data, but... Um, uh we'll see i mean i mean i know we spoke to one or two people they are trying to not repeat too much and i know they take the point about the people have said that do we have to have handbags all over again um 
but I don't know. I just I just don't feel looking at it, looking at the agenda, which is out there. Um, it just doesn't have that sizzle. Is that just me? Hmm. Uh, I feel like they have some some exciting stuff. I wish it was in person. Yes. I mean, I have some people signed up for my kickoff party. I was going to say kickoff parties. That's the way they go. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well. You've got like two dozen. I, I looked at the, if you go to sellerevents.ebay.com, I think there's a banner that says, find your kickoff party here or some such. And I went on that. Yeah. And uh, you've got like two dozen people signed up. That's good. Are you able to see other people's uh, yes. attendees? Yes. Oh. Because I'm a nosy so-and-so. Oh, I'll I thought I'd see around. see how other people are doing. It depends because some people, like with mine, most of the people are going to sign up on Meetup because I think it's a more oh, and I don't have helpful. Meetup because you're for, I'm just you're, new. you're sending everybody to that site. I am. Uh, so some people and I'm posting it like on Nextdoor and oh, okay, you are as well. Okay, do you think that's been been effective? I think one person uh-huh. signed up for eBay open through my next door post. I don't know if they signed up for my... So anyway, the kickoff parties are out there. Sellerevents.ebay.com. Banner at the top. Find your kickoff party. We're, we're each doing our own in our respective towns. Yeah, I think there's one in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Didn't have that many people signed up when I looked at it. But again, they might have other channels that people are coming in. I would expect that to be quite popular because they presumably have access to the eBay office to host it. So Yeah, and we have thought. one of our favorite listeners and guests from Oregon. I might be getting, oh, I might be off by the city though. All right, very good. So um, I, I think the kickoff parties potentially might drive some interest, but um, I think people are still organizing theirs and posting them. So anyway, yeah, we'll because see. at these kickoff parties, they're going to have lots of eBay swag and yes, well, um, yes, and and there there might be some money left over for free nibbles and stuff as well. I, yeah, certainly that's what I'm hoping for. I haven't given yeah, us a hard I... number yet, but uh, well, it's a bit chicken and egg because they say, well, tell us how many people are going to turn up, and then we'll tell you how much money we're going to give you for nibbles. And I'm thinking, well, I'd love to put free nibbles. In the invite, but until they really tell you how much money, it's a bit. That's a bit of a risk because I might end up buying everybody's dinner. Oh, that's so funny because I said eBay's providing some uh, refreshments, non-alcoholic and food, but I said some. So yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's a safe bet. I'm just. It's everything's a little bit circular in this whole eBay thing. The the eBay open thing. All right. Anyway, so let us know. We'll keep tracking on that. I, I think it'll maybe a slow build. I think it will pick up towards the date. They'll do more publicity. I, like I said, someone just came out recently. Um, there'll be more stuff. And I think they may even presumably try and geographically target it a bit. I don't know. Uh, all right. And let's move on anyway. Um, are you seeing any of the, you know, they've, they've put this going on to listings the new AI tool is out yeah. on the, Apps. the the app, the the phone, the tablet app, and I think I'm seeing people using it just by the general crappiness of listings that are being and posted. And wordiness. Generally, listings look like someone had three words and they've made they've told it to try and come up with a hundred extra words, and it's done its best, but it's added no value. Exactly, my living nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's it's out in the wild, and enjoy having to waste time reading meaningless words it's now it could be that every listing out there is being created by ai and we're none the wiser because they're so good 
Oh. I don't think that's the case. I don't think so. And we so. only spot the 1% that are rubbish. Um, but I think, no, I think I think, I think think people are just too lazy to even come up with the barest of a listing and they say, AI, just take the title and come up with something. And all it does is says, well, the Acme Corporation's a wonderful corporation, makes fine products that make customers happy and they love to have in their homes and all this sort of generic meaningless. Oh, yeah, cozy up on your couch with this sweater. Yeah. It's like stuff- a person can decide what to do with their own sweater. Doesn't do anything about the product. It's like, you know, did you when you were at school, were you set punishment essays where you had to stay behind after school and write two pages on why I must not misbehave? Maybe not. No, I was generally <laughs> sent to the corner during oh, class okay. for talking too much. We used to get those from time to time. And, yeah, that's the sort of stuff you'd write to try and fill the two pages so you could get off and catch the train home. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> it would just basically fill That must have been just- hard for you. Anyway, so yeah, um, I, I think they're out there. If you've had any really bad ones, send them in. We'd like to see them. Uh, sell, sell, sell dot online. Another one that's also out there that I don't think I've seen output yet. They're still asking for photos when you leave feedback, but I don't think they're publishing them. I don't know where which black hole they go into. I don't know. It's such a terrible thought. I mean, it's just terrifying. I mean, I'm, I don't know why I say terrifying. I mean, I take care of people. If there's ever an issue, but I just can't imagine a good reason for leaving a feedback photo. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got one item that arrived very badly damaged. Um, that would be a good reason. And I don't particularly want that appearing in feedback, but uh, yeah, well, hopefully I've taken care of it. But uh, yeah, that's the sort of thing that would not be good. Um, and it is the case that a picture would be a lot worse than a than a write up. So we'll see. Uh, maybe they're just seeing what sort of stuff people submit before they finally you know press the button and start posting that stuff yeah um i I certainly think there's times when a screen grab of messages that you may have received from the seller that caused great offense could be posted and would actually be illuminative for other potential buyers that'll be so strange if ebay allows those i I mean i wouldn't mind it but i haven't seen any policy that says you can't do that as long as you don't include someone's direct email address or contact information yeah. Okay. If you if you've seen uh, maybe a test of any feedback photos, again we'd love to know eight three three eBay seven twenty three. Talking of tests, Sherry, you are going to test the USPS ground advantage on a long distance uh, route. Yes. Ever since they released it, I've been using it like mm-hmm. crazy. And a buyer today bought two pieces of sterling silver mm-hmm. uh, vintage stuff. And I shipped them together and noticed that it was USPS ground advantage that was selected and shown. So I used it. But how do you ship ground to Alaska? He's in Alaska. Is this? I mean, I hope it works. I believe a boat may be involved. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it I goes want... to goes to Los Angeles or somewhere. They pong it, put in a boat, and it takes it. Be very slow. It take does get there eventually. Cause I, yeah, because it's like parcel. It's like the old parcel service. Someone says Alaska, and usually check with them because you know the difference between priority, which would be an airmail delivery, and what used to be you know regular ground. Huge difference, like three weeks difference. Oh my gosh! Maybe it'll be different because I've seen ground advantage, and it's supposed to be ground come to me and it's got those little um you know FedEx air transport barcodes on oh so they throw them so they've the thrown it into the the priority mail 
you know, air air backbone oh, system. I hope they do that. Uh, but they're not required to do that. But I've seen it happen, which is interesting because if you have lithium batteries and stuff, it's supposed to be safe to send those through ground advantage because it isn't supposed to be going on planes. So if you have something that shouldn't be going on a plane, you're supposed to be safely using that stuff. I, I, I'm guessing a bit, but uh, anyway, so I don't know. But I've had pretty good results. Most stuff has not taken more than a week to go coast to coast across the US. No, that's not Hawaii and Alaska, but everywhere else seems typically a week at, at most to get there, which I think is pretty All fair. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm going to keep uh, checking on and see when it actually arrives. All right. Very good. I'll let you know. Okay. Let's set our diaries up to date. Are you going to Boss Reseller Remix? I'm going. I, you I don't about it know. Still? You don't know? I don't know yet. Are you? Yes. Yes, I've paid a vast amount of money to United to fly me there. So I think at that point, I haven't bought a ticket actually yet. I've got to get on with that. But uh, yes, I, I believe I'm going to be going to that. I enjoyed it last time. It was good. I enjoyed it too. And eBay is going to be a big sponsor this year. So, well, at least Adam Island's going to be a speaking. So I assume it's a relatively big appearance from their point of view. So that's the 16th and 19th of October. We talked we'll about eBay. We'll see how my sales go from going to it. Uh, eBay Open, we mentioned that, 27th, 29th September. And uh, do you want to remind us when we're having our kickoff parties? Our kickoff parties will be September 26th, the day before. Like 5.30, 6 p.m., something like that? Yeah, they vary a little bit, but mine's 5 to 7 p.m. Excellent. Sounds like fun. Do sign up for that. You can find out the details at sellerevents.ebay.com. And that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show podcast. It's Philip Jackson here saying thanks very much indeed for joining us. Uh, you can uh, stay in touch. Please do at uh, sellsellsell.online. Thank you so much for joining us. And? And this is Fake Announcer Guy saying see you next time. Yeah, he loves the last word. <laughs>